Hi, I'm Minister Greg, and welcome to this special episode of our podcast. It's an interview from our series entitled For All My Brothers, where I share my conversations with men of God who are making a difference in their local church and in our community. So whether you're at home or at work or even on the road, I pray that this message will encourage and equip you for God's good success in your everyday life. Brothers and sisters, welcome to Knowing the Way. I'm your host, Minister Greg. I want to thank you for tuning in to a very special episode of a series that I call For All My Brothers, where I share my conversations with men of God who are making a difference in the local church and in our community. My special guests for today are three brilliant young men that I've had the opportunity to work with, not only in ministry circles, but I also had a chance to teach them as the leader over the team ministry at our church, Love and Faith Christian Fellowship. These are some of the sharpest, brightest minds that I know of, that I've had a chance to work with, that I've had a chance to talk to, and I felt like today would be a day to hear from them. They are now college graduates. One is still attending college with us a year left, and they are going to make an impact in this world, starting with our community. And I want to introduce you to Tyreek Evans, Christopher Wallace, and Jeremiah Powell. Gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to us today and agreeing to do this interview with me. And I appreciate your time. No problem. No problem. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let these guys introduce themselves, starting with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, if you'll tell us a little about yourself, then we'll go to Christopher and then Tyree. Um, I'm Jeremiah Powell. I'm at UNC Charlotte. Uh, I'm currently a kinesiology major, and uh, I just look to do something uh, to just build people up physically, especially now with a uh, coronavirus and maybe there be new variants and stuff along those lines, just to build people's bodies up because the most important component of your body for your immune system is just how you, you work your body, how you work out and stuff like that. Right. Mr. Hey, Wallace. So how's everybody doing? My name, yes. Uh, my name is Christopher Wallace. I am a graduate of North Carolina a State University. Um, I just graduated this past December with my major, with my bachelor's of science in supply chain management. Um, I love everything about the major, what it stands for um, in business. Without a uh, supply chain management, no business can operate. So um, it's definitely an essential uh, job. And I'm looking forward to looking for something full time with UPS. So trying to stay on board with them in this season. I'm 21 years old. Um, for fun, I love walking, exercising, reading um, and doing things like that. So. Thank you, sir. All right, and last but not least, uh, good morning, my name is Tyreek Evans, and I also went to UNC Charlotte with Jeremiah, and I'm a 2019 graduate, seems so long ago. Uh, <laughs> I majored in mathematics with a minor in secondary education, and currently I am a high school math teacher, which I never thought I was gonna be doing, but yet here I am uh, teaching the kids in the midst of a pandemic, doing my thing. Um, so I, I like math. I also like to work out, mostly weightlifting. Um, but I like to do cardio and other things like that as well. And yeah, just a little bit about me. Well, thanks you guys for sharing all of that. And I really appreciate, uh, I, I'm glad you did a much better job in introducing yourselves than I could. And you touched on the three different topics that really have an impact in our society, health, supply chain, and education. And it's good to see young black saved men who are operating in these fields 
and who are really, I believe, and I know uh, and I know all of your parents, and I know they know, they believe too, that you guys are really going to make a difference. And I think you need to be, your voices need to be heard. I believe that's why we're doing this interview, because I believe you're going to inspire not only some younger people, you guys are inspiring me just by watching you. I saw you in the teen class. I saw you guys in high school. And now I see you as adults on your own, forging your way. And it makes a big difference. And I think what you have to say today is really going to impact some lives. So our guiding scripture that I always have a guiding scripture to start our conversations. And my guiding scripture is 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. It says, I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. You have kept God's word in your hearts. You have power over the devil. And I think that's important for people like me to pass on to young men like you. That last part is that you are strong. You have been kept, you have kept God's word in your heart and you have power over the enemy. So you're gonna face some challenges in your occupations. You're gonna face some challenges in your independent adult life. But if you remember these things along with what you've been taught by your parents and your friends and your, and, and your pastor, you're gonna succeed. Doesn't mean you're not gonna face trouble, problems or trials, but you're gonna succeed. So my first question to you gentlemen and whoever feels led to answer first, you go ahead. But as young Christian black men, what type of conversations have you had with your parents as you've gone out into the world? What kind of conversations have you and your family sat down and talked about as you got ready to go and become the man that you forge in the future of the man that you're going to become? Tyreek, we'll start with you. <laughs> I was about to say, I guess I'll go first. Uh, so... Definitely, first of all, as a, a black male, definitely having the conversation with my mom, because uh, I'm an only child. And so having the, you know, if the, the police pulls you over, do this, that, and the third. Um, make sure you um, watch who you're with and who's around you, watch your surroundings. Um, definitely just those things, because, see, of course, if you've seen the news, you know, black males... Uh, it's, it's hard for a black male out here. And so just having those conversations in that sense, but also as a Christian, remembering to watch what you say, um, things like just watching your actions, being salt and light, um, just continuing to have that, um, that idea of being covered and protected by the Lord and just thinking about how I can be salt and light to other people. So I've talked with my mother about this, uh, my grandmother as well. And they've really been those two guiding forces um, with trying to be successful as a black male and then putting it together with a Christian male. Wow, okay, good. How about you, Christopher? Yes, so Tyreek, he touched on like a lot of good things. Um, so for me, I know in this household, um, being able, really the gist of our conversations is responsibility because going to college, first and foremost, having um, those conversations, I know my parents were always um, questioning me like, okay, procrastination, how do I, we need to work on that. I need you to be a little more on time. Don't wait till the last minute to do things, but also with responsibility, um, make sure that I'm surrounded by people who are also trying to go the same route or a very, very similar route, aiming in the same direction, at least, especially in college, trying to surround myself with people um, that are not, are we mature? Are we gonna go out? Are we gonna do stupid things? Are we gonna do the right thing? Just those types of conversations. Also to being a black male, I know I've had conversations, especially in the pandemic uh, with my dad and my mom about me. Like, okay, if I get pulled over, what are we gonna do? Similar to what Tyreek was saying. And so going through those steps of, um, okay, dad, I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna keep you on speaker, you know? And as we're seeing now in this day and age, that's still not even working. Um, but just trying our best on our end to, to try and see what we can do. So, yeah. Nicely said. Mr. Powell. Um, just with being a, a black male, especially last year around the election time, that was a hard time for black men. But uh, moving past that, I, we just had to learn how to just learn to love yourself and love others um, so that you can be a witness. And then as you get to know the person, then you can get to telling them about Jesus and 
because uh, so, that's very important. And I'm glad you brought that up because that they actually leads into my next question. And I knew that your, your folks would have these conversations with you. Um, I, you guys know that I have girls and I still have to, I still have to talk to them. Um, it's, it's, it's just, even though it's more prevalent towards black men, as you guys have stated, um, you just have to watch yourself no matter who you are as a black person. Because um, we, we've seen some instances where it didn't matter that it was a female. It didn't matter the woman's age. I've seen incidents where the police are throwing um, grandmothers down to the ground. So, And this isn't a knock against the cops. It's just saying that um, we have to carry ourselves in a way. And, and as, as uh, Jeremiah just put it, some of these oh, gentlemen just put it, even that's not enough. But we, we have to do our part. So uh, let me go into my next question, which is, what has been some of the challenges that you guys have faced at school or at work being a young Christian man? I'll, I'll start oh, that one. oh, wait. No, go ahead, Christopher. You got it. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say being in college specifically, um, I know, and as a Christian believing in Jesus, a lot of times I have a very di diverse perspective and we believe we as believers do. And so a lot of times when you're around a lot of people who think the same, you'll you kind of be outcasted, right? You'll you'll be looked as the, the weird person. And so in those moments, uh, the challenge is knowing who I am. I think Tyree mentioned that at the beginning, talking about salt and light, staying salty and distinguished who God has called us to be. Right. Um, but as we're talking to people, you know, still show them that love, but as these opportunities open up to give your perspective and talk about what you believe and how it applies to your life. That's something that I found being bold and staying confident who I am is I talk to all these different people on campus. And you brought up a good point that Christopher is, is not only staying true to who you are and what you believe, but in the diversity, um, people will always try to, they'll try to label you just uh, on the superficial, on the superficial, uh, presence just who you are and look at you and say black guy let's ask him out to the club um you know or well he's and, and this is no knock on you but you you're wearing glasses uh he probably want to go he probably like studying in the library he probably in the books and all that stuff he probably don't even like girls i mean you know, just just looking at, at each other and and we're reading each other just by what we see and we don't even get to know the real person yes and going How about you, Jeremiah? Oh, Harry, uh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, going off of what Chris was saying, uh, like especially in college, um, it's hard to have that Christian mindset and mentality, and also back it up with your actions. I know, mm. me personally, I I didn't cross every T and dot every I, um, so I still was trying to be something like trying to be Christ-like, but um, trying not to conform to right. what everyone else was doing, like going out to the parties and stuff. And uh, I, I will admit, I did go to some parties and I did like some college things. Um, but at the same time, I was like, is, is this really who I'm called to be? And so just realizing, hey, I don't have to do this and that to be popular, quote unquote, which really doesn't really matter at the end of the day, as long as I'm, I'm cool with God and I'm cool with the Lord. So just making sure that my actions are backing up what I'm trying to showcase um, was definitely a challenge, but definitely something that I was able to work on and th eventually kind of thriving. And it's good to... I, and, and I hope you don't feel a certain way about saying that because nobody here, and I don't think anybody's watching is going to look at you any more different than we have before. Because I mean, you know, man, they, there's some there's some things that we all know about, and we know about them because we experienced it. We know about it because we did it. Some of our pastor always tells us that he's learned more from his mistakes than he did from his successes, and it doesn't mean we go out and make mistakes. But sometimes we. We make a choice to do something and we don't realize it was the wrong choice until after we've done it. 
so uh, or or and I like the way you put it. We realize that's not me until after because in in the beginning we may not see something wrong. And hey, hey, man, you ain't the only one struggling with it. adults go through this every day. <laughs> Every day, I know I'm blowing their car. I'm, t- I'm, I'm pulling the covers off on us old people, but we do it every day. And we look at something and we say, ain't nothing wrong with that. And then we do it. And then you just don't even feel good about it. It looked yeah. like something I wanted to do. And it sounded like something I wanted to do. But I don't even, I did it and it brought me no pleasure. It brought me no joy. Not like the joy that I have from being saved. And, and you know, that's being able to admit that makes you, uh, it's, that's the foundation of a man. That's the foundation of a human being, the foundation of a Christian man. So kudos to you, my brother. Uh, you, hey, look at what you did and look at where you are. And it's, it's the difference is night and day. So you keep doing what you're doing. How about you, Mr. Powell? I feel like society today, um, just with everything going on, from the racist stuff to coronavirus to personal you know, struggles. I feel like it's starting to be less based on respect. So personal personal relationships, you have to learn to just uh, love other people regardless, you know, and also love yourself because you have to understand that other people are going through stuff too. And as you do that, you uh, you become a witness, like I said, and also, you know, back, uh, piggybacking off of Tyreek, just loving yourself despite whatever you've done, you know, even if it wasn't, you know, the best choice at the time because everybody has to learn. And uh, just as you love yourself and love others, like I said in the last, you know, response, you become a witness. And that brings another person to Christ based off of uh, how you live your life, being an example. So would you guys say that that was those challenges was the hardest part of balancing your, your faith, because uh, that was leading into one of my questions um, about balancing the, the, the school and the work life or the school and the personal life. But was that one of the hardest parts about balancing that, that um, not necessarily being somebody different, but you, you're not the same. You, you don't function the same in school as you do at home or at work. So is that, is that do you find yourself balancing that? Um, the, the person that you are at school and the person that you are at work or at home? I think you have to find that balance in order to like, you know, integrate yourself, you know, effectively, I, I should say. Uh, because when you're at home, you have to adhere to, if you're with your parents, you have to talk to your parents a certain way and have a, uh, you're, actually more open to be who you are about uh how you feel about uh who, how how you feel about who you are at school right. because sometimes school you have to be a little bit different you can uh say all your ideas straight off or True. you may scare people you have to it all goes back to just loving that person when you're in the society and then when you're back at home or you're by yourself then you can be yourself and with scripture and uh you know spiritual practices and I love the point you're bringing up about loving people where they are. Thank you. How about one of you guys? I was going to say, can you repeat that question one more time? Oh, it was just about what's been the hardest part about balancing your work and school or home life um, with your Christian faith. I think for me, um, keeping God first, because <laughs> okay. it's so easy to say, I'm going to keep God first. Okay. And then life happens. You get up in the morning, right? Things happen. I know here at home, my mom, she calls me to get up to do things. And then I get my day going and I just forget like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I found that there's beauty in really starting my day with God first, because I don't okay. know what's going to happen that day. I don't know who's going to, um, as I kind of say, try me and try my flesh or if I'm in the scripture time, I love your neighbor, right? And the lady at the grocery store just cussed me out. Well, yes, sir. Like, and it happens. It happens. And so now I got to, now I have that to fall back on that little small scripture, but so valuable, you know, and God is valuable, but just really balancing it. Cause even in school and college, it was so easy to get up and go to class. Even though I don't have an 8 a.m., I slept till what, 9, 10. Now I got to go to class at 11. And you just go on about your day and it's so easy right. to get your day started without 
without God and not saying, cause I find myself in, and God has shown me the importance of just taking some time out of the day, you know, mm. even if it's not in the morning, but I've seen the value in the morning, but even if it's not that specifically, you know, there's still God knows your heart and there's still some time that I've set aside um, to get in his word. But on the contrary, where I don't do that, I just go left. <laughs> just keep it simple. <laughs> hey, it, it, it happens, man. We, we, we all do the same struggle at times. That's facts. It's worse when you're a procrastinator like me. <laughs> Not you. It makes it too easy. It makes it really does. It makes it too easy um, to not make time for the Lord <laughs> like you should. Um, and so just definitely time management and making sure that I make time for God um, was just something that I had to continue to work on. And it's, it's different every well, it's kind of different every semester, every year, because, you know, when you're in college, your classes change. So you could go from having a no Friday classes to having class every day at 8 a.m. or hmm. this, that and the third. So it just really depends on the situation. But just realizing regardless of the situation, God, I'm going to make time for you because you're going to make time for me. Um, so just having that mindset and that mentality uh, it's it was a work in progress, but once, once you get it, it's, it sticks and then you're all good from there. And that's a very good point, Tyreek. And that's a point that we should all follow. And that is any time that we spend with God, I know a lot of times we hear um, um, about people that spend all this time with the Lord and they do it on a regular basis. And, and, and that's good. And I'm not saying anybody that says that is not telling the truth, but there are some of us that, um, and I, I throw myself in there too. There's some of us that it is a work in progress. It's, it's not a, it hasn't become such a discipline that I just rise up every at, at 7 a.m., go to that secret place and get in there and talk to the Lord. Sometimes I do it, my intent is to do it at seven. Sometimes I have to do it at nine. Sometimes I have to do it on my way to work. Sometimes, and when I don't work, I might have a day off. I might forget to do it that morning, have to do it that evening. But it's a work in progress. And as long as we spend some time with God, and, and Christopher said that, as long as we make time to spend some time with God, we're in good shape. And here's the thing. If I don't get up at seven and spend time with God, he's still, and I think you said it, Christopher, he's still spending time with me. He loves us just that much. He's still spending time with me, he's still spending time with you. And, and he doesn't love us based on the condition of us honoring that, that thing that we said. Now, he wants us to keep the word. He wants us to keep our word. But if I go a day and I have that bad day, the cashier does cuss me out. And I, and I remember that scripture and I might come back. <laughs> maybe I don't use, maybe I might not use a four letter word, but I might come back that ain't Christ-like. And, and I, because you can put people in their place without cussing them. Yes. But is that still the right thing? And, and the Holy Spirit will deal with us about that. So good, excellent points, my friends, excellent points. So let me ask you guys this, how, and, and it may, if it don't apply to you then, then or you haven't felt this challenge, then, then, you know, it hadn't been a big deal, but how have you dealt with, has there been a struggle between your worldly desires and your, and your, and your Christian faith? And I think we might've touched on that a little bit earlier when you guys were talking about, you know, being who you are, but yet um, people uh, being exposed to certain things that's going on in college life. But is there, it, it, let me ask you this, have, it, has there been a struggle between worldly desires and your Christian faith? Have you, have you faced that struggle being out on your own? Most definitely. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I would say the, the, the thing, the object of the worldly desire, it shifts, or at least for me, it shifted. Um, I feel like when it was in college, when I was in college, it was um, finding like my friend group and trying to fit in, uh, well, fit in, quote unquote. Um, and now that I'm like adulting and teaching and doing a, an actual profession, uh, for me, I would say my worldly desire is 
um, trying to get my funds up basically and trying to um, be financially stable. Um, but when I refocus, at least now when I refocus on, okay, I am trying to make this, this money, this bread, but what is my end goal for making this money and just figuring out how can I apply this to the kingdom? Mm. Just being like, okay, God, um, I'm trying to be a blessing. So how can I be a blessing with my finances? And so just refocusing and thinking how this, this going to apply to the kingdom as opposed to just, Oh, let me just go out here and make this money. Um, definitely is helping me grow as a Christian male, I would say. Okay. And, and, and like y'all said, that's, that's, that's facts. <laughs> I don't know how bad I am about using your legal, right? <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Jeremiah? Have you, have, you, have you found yourself struggling between worldly desires and your Christian faith? I feel like it was a lot worse at first, but now uh, as I, you know, meditate every day, pray every day, and uh, I just feel like it's gotten a lot easier. Everybody makes mistakes. It's uh, it's expected because you're human. You're not God. So um, I really feel like if I was to struggle with something every day, it would be being kind of impatient with God's plan with my life because... Ah. You know, I have, uh, you know, I'm organized. I really don't have, like, a concrete timeline or really, like, a concrete uh, option of what I'm going to do. But I know that I'm going to, you know, give that glory to God. But it's just, but I think about it a lot, and I guess I, I get impatient. And so, yeah, but it's, it's all going to work out in the end. Because that's just how it goes. If you have faith, then that's how it works. That's how it works. And it may not be the way we expect it to work out in the end, but it's going to work out in the end. And we won't have any choice. And that's one thing I've learned is that when it works out, we won't have any choice to say God did it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be totally out of our control, but it'll be totally in our favor. And that's how we know God did it real that's real i can say for me well to answer the question very short yes yes <laughs> um in this season specifically because after i graduated in december the trend is after you graduate or as you're a college graduate go get a job now you know and i've seen the beauty in in patience and waiting and really having faith into what god has promised me um and knowing, even if I don't know the specifics, and well, I'm glad I don't know all the specifics, but if God speaks a word or something, okay, I can remain in that. But even for anyone who doesn't know, if God hasn't led you to that, know his word, Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a plans for us to, um, of a hope in the future. He wants us to prosper. So even in that, remaining faithful and content in this season. But the trend, the worldly desire for me was, okay, Lord, I need a job. <laughs> You need to get, I need a job going, right? But on the flip side, God had to work on me. Okay, it's a career I want. I don't want a job because I've had There you go. You know, and so I definitely want a career, career, but I want to align my career with my passion. So I don't just want any career because I know I'm not supposed to be an accountant. (laughs) I know I'm not supposed (laughs) to be working with numbers and things like that. So it's it's remaining faithful into the promises that God has given. But the trend, the world desire for me specifically was, okay, you need to go get a job. It's time for you to, start adulting you know you're a young man now okay you're you're the graduate or whatever but an adult so taking those next steps I think that was definitely something I found but God has he's definitely worked on me and I've seen growth from Christopher to January now definitely well that's good news man glad to hear that and and we and I'm not saying that you guys parents are saying this I'll, I'll just speak for myself because that was a, a lot of if, if anybody has told you that if any uh, an older adult has told you that it's because that's what they were told. The, the trend was, and you passed it down the generations, was um, you go to college and you get a job and, and that way you'll become successful. And it's not, it's not entirely true. And you guys know that now. You know that and because I know, I'm pretty sure you've got peers who have graduated with you or after you or ahead of you who are still trying to find work or they're in a job that's making them miserable. And that uh, is, is not enough to tell a young person, go get a job, after college, go to college, 
spend your four years, your five years, whatever it takes, and then graduate and go get a job. And that's just not enough. It's, it's got to be something that lines up with what God told you to do. And it's got to have a passion for it. I mean, I think about, Christopher, to hear you talk about you know, what you want to do, you're passionate about it. I can hear it in your voice. Tyreek, um, I was going to ask you a question. Do you see, now that you're a high school teacher, do you see yourself in some of those high school kids? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> these these kids are, I don't, they're, so as a whole, I, I do, I do love my kids as a whole. Uh, they get on my nerves for sure. Uh, and I don't know, I see little bits and pieces. Like I know me, I was just, I'm a, the studious type. And so I'll like, ask questions and I'll, I was naturally good at math because I mean, I would hope so I'm a math teacher. But um, so I have the students who were just like, oh, uh, X plus three equals such and such. And they solve for X and get it just like that. But I also have the struggle students who, um they aren't the best at math and they're kind of struggling right now in the class um but they'll ask questions and so I'm the type that'll ask questions so I see a little bit of me and those people and then just the the knuckleheads of the group the ones who just like to crack jokes and be knuckleheads <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I like to laugh and I like to have a good time. So even though I'm not per se a knucklehead, but I do see a little of myself in those kids and to see some of them progress is it's worthwhile once uh, we get through the semester and seeing how they do with their um, grades, their exams, but then seeing some of them grow, I would say makes it more worth it. So Long story short, yeah, I do see a little bit of myself. <laughs> and I think that's going to, that, that, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think that it gives you the drive to help them even more, I would say. I mean, you look at the measure of success that you have met now, and you that's the potential there. Yeah, just having good relationships with them. Uh, it really just, it makes the job a lot more fun because it, it can be very stressful. Um, but just seeing the smile on their faces and just seeing them come into the class and we have a good time, it makes it worth it. That's good. Uh, Mr. Powell, since we're talking about this and, and y'all, I went off track because um, I just thought about Tyreek when I was saying that. But Jeremiah, you talked about what you want to do and tell us why. And, and I hear your passion about it because I, I, I hear passion when I hear the details, because that lets me know that this person has really thought about what they want. It isn't something they said. Uh, I, I, guys, I'll give you an example. My sister asked me, I remember years ago, my sister asked me what I wanted to do. And I told her, and I mean, I was, we were all living at home then. So, you know, that was back in the horse and buggy days. And she said, what do you want to do? When you, you know, when you graduate high school. And I said, I want to be an electrical engineer. And you know what, guys? I had no idea what that was. I, I had, I, I just, it just sounded like I thought that's what she wanted to hear. And I couldn't tell her anything about it. And so when I listen to you guys, and I hear you talk about what you're doing and what you want to do. I hear the details. And that lets me know you've been doing your homework. You've been looking into this thing. So it's not just something that you saw on a piece of paper and say, huh, $100,000 a year. That's what I want to do. You have really invested yourself in knowing what you want to do. So Dr. Powell, and I call you that because if, if the name sounds familiar, it's because I did an interview with his dad, Dr. Jerry Powell. So Jeremiah, tell me, um, what's your drive? What makes you want to, you said with the coronavirus kit and all the stuff that's going on health-wise, is there more to it than that that made you want to pursue this path? Oh, it's uh, because I like exercise and um, I exercise every day. And, uh, but the biggest thing is the coronavirus. Like, because uh, they like to say you can't do anything to prepare for it, but you can, you can get healthier, you can eat healthier. You can take care of yourself. 
And if you do that, um, I don't know how long the pandemic is going to last. Maybe it'll be 10 years. And by then, I'll be able to help people at that point. And that's saving lives. That's being a witness. That's loving people. That's learning to love yourself as you see aspects of people that you can apply to yourself. It's just a, it's a win-win situation. Sounds good. And I see you flexing them guns, man. Uh, uh, people are listening you hey. into the health thing. They, they see, that's what I'm talking about. You ain't just talking to talk. All right? You, you, you doing it. Mr. Yes, Wallace, um, what got you interested in supply chain? That is so interesting. So it's funny how you mentioned you wanted to be an electrical engineer. So for me, I didn't know what engine type of engineer I wanted to be. But when I was in high school at AT Middle College, I, I got the chance to take some college classes. So I decided I thought I wanted to be an engineer too. So I decided to take one of their engineering classes. Summarizing that semester, I fell asleep in that class every day. <laughs> and it wasn't just because I had just eaten lunch. No, it was something that just didn't interest me. Um, but I got caught up in, I guess, that hype or the trend, if you will, and seeing all these people in the class because AT's big on engineering. So yep. that wasn't that wasn't for me. Uh, and I quickly found that out by the end of that semester. But I guess going to supply chain management, I picked that major in faith, honestly. Like I didn't the only thing I had um kind of gauging if I wanted to do that was when someone um came to AT Middle College and they were actually majoring in it. So they kind of gave a high level uh, of the role and he was talking about the guy, he works for Nike. So he was saying how he was able to see um, a shoe specifically. Um, it was a type of shoe. I don't know the, the, the name of the brand or whatever, but the name of the specific shoe, excuse me. But it was Nike. So he went through all the details of how the shoe got onto the um, into the stores, but going all the way back to like getting the raw materials, talking to people, talking to the purchasing agents, just keeping a high level. But all of that interests me because there's so many different avenues and areas you can go into it. And you're not limited to just one set um, cut and cold dry roll. This is so many different right. areas you can go. So um, that was really what caught my interest. But then more so now, I got the chance this past summer to internship to intern with UPS. And so through that, I got into global sales. And so I'm like, oh, I actually like sales now because I get to talk to people, present things, and help others. Like those are my three passions right there. And I figured okay. those out um, through that specific role. So I'm definitely um, heading in that avenue. Okay. And it's good to know what, what drives you know, what, what's driving you guys to do what you do, because I'm glad to hear that it's not just about uh, money. Now, we all understand, hey, money has its place. You, you, you just can't survive without it. And you don't need just a little nowadays because the cost of living and, and the prices of things is just skyrocketing. So you need enough to sustain yourself. And and then the scripture tells us that the laborer is worthy of his hire. So when you bring a quality service to a job, you deserve a quality pay and you deserve what you think is comparable for you that the company can afford. You know what I mean? So I'm glad to hear you guys have a drive and substance behind what you're doing. So here's a good question for you, fellas. Where do you find your emotional and spiritual support during the tough times because i know that there, there's some we all face those low points so you don't feel like getting out of bed or when you do get up it's just not the same as it was when you felt good and not just physical but you know pandemic um we're still in the midst of it and you you just recently we've been released to be a little more social or social bold than we were, but there's still some restrictions. So in the emotion, where do you get your emotional and, and spiritual support from during the tough times? For me, I would say uh, definitely God first. And I know that sounds like a basic answer, but I mean, it's true. Um, if it's you, it's you. <laughs> So definitely God first. And I know this is something I've been working on because usually I'm not a person, not an emotional person. And I'm a pretty, like Jeremiah and Chris both know me. I'm a, I'm a pretty laid back, chill, go with the flow kind of person. So I don't really get upset or things like that. But if I do get upset, um, oh man, like if I get upset, I'm upset, upset. And um, just since I don't really experience 
those emotions as much as other people. Um, I don't really deal with them as much. And so okay. I really had to work on figuring out, okay, Lord, help me calm down. Uh, help me get right. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I just, just talk to God for just a little bit. I'm just like, okay, God, let me, help me calm down. Help me get myself situated. Um, and definitely talking to people I can trust. Like I'm, my mom, that's my ride or die. Uh, we call ourselves the Wonder Twins because we're, we're like that. And so talking to her, um, just, it, it just helps. And just having that person you can like rely on definitely is good for your emotional and like spiritual support, especially um, having that Christ-like point of view as opposed to like my unsaved friends. Right. And, and you, and somebody that is, I know it's, I know it's cliche, but it still works. And it is having somebody who will tell you the truth. Yeah. Having somebody that'll love you in spite of your mistakes. You guys have been talking about that for the whole interview and it, and it rings so true. I'm glad to hear it coming from you. Is that you're not just talking about yourself, but you're talking about you loving others where they are and in spite of their mistakes. That's this, that's a sign of spiritual maturity. And I, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you three on together because of what you said, Tyreek, and that is you guys know each other. And I was, and, and my prayer was that this would be a comfortable conversation that you guys wouldn't feel like you had to hold back because of who was present. You guys all know each other, so that, that's a good thing. So how about you, Mr. Wallace? What, where do you find your emotional and spiritual support during the tough time? So first and foremost, God, I know Tyree, he literally did the same thing. Um, but I'm, this is not cliche anyway, again, God, because I know my emotions, they be all over. Um, sometimes I'm angry and it's just because per situation, things change. Okay, right. God's giving us all those emotions. So I find myself, instead of wanting to put them on somebody else, I need to put them on God because he can obviously handle them. And so really calling on Jesus, calling on the Holy Spirit because he's right there with me um, through those tough times. Um, but also I found the beauty um, and the importance of being able to go one to my parents, you know, keep it real with them. Um, and let them know what's going on if it's something that I'm really, really flustered about. But also my sister too. I know Sid when she's like, he mentioned Tyreek mentioned his one twins his mom. That's my little team, my <laughs> sister. So um, we're right there, hundred uh, percent. But I know she also keeps it real, just like everybody else. And I don't want, I know I don't want to be surrounded by people who are going to tell me what I want to hear, but tell me things that I need to hear so that I can, you know, <laughs> push back and move forward. Um, and I found the importance of having someone around me, like a good friend of me and Jeremiah Ruko, same with Tyreek, but yeah, just having this tight knit community and having accountability, you know, if somebody's going to, are you going to correct me if I'm wrong, please, please expect, I'm going to do it to you if you're wrong, you know, right. and that's just how we in, in the body of Christ should be, definitely. And that's an important word, Christopher, and I'm glad you put it out there, accountability. I think we've gotten away with the lack of it for so long that now that it's coming to play, um, it's unfamiliar territory. It's, it's now I don't feel like I have to be I feel almost entitled and entitlement makes you feel emboldened. And when you don't hold a person accountable and responsible and liable to do anything, there's a term called loose cannon. And it came from, if I remember this correctly, that loose cannon was dangerous because on ships they used to fire cannons and they were on wheels. But the cannon had to be anchored down because if it was loose, it could shoot and blow up the ship that it wasn't supposed to. It would blow up the ship that it was carrying and do more harm to the people who own the cannon than it would do to the enemy. So when they say loose cannon, it's, it's something that's out of control. It's something that doesn't uh, have any accountability. And that's so important. Nobody needs to be a loose cannon and you don't want to be around anybody like that. Um, you, what you're saying is right, Christopher, is uh, we got to take a self-inspection and we got to look at ourselves and say, am I accountable? And who and then who am I accountable to? Can that person be trusted? How about you, Mr. Powell? Uh, well, um, first off, I'd like to say they probably know I was a hothead when I was younger. So I had to learn to... <laughs> no! Uh, I had to learn to... <laughs> uh, which is exercise. And I do that now and I want to do that for a living. Uh, and also just uh, holding yourself accountable, just discourse with yourself. So if I make, if I do this action, like what will happen? Like, how's that going to reflect on me? Uh, mm -hmm. How's it going to witness? And uh, 
if somebody makes you mad and you're bottling it up, you have to talk to yourself and understand that that person is going through something too. Maybe something bad happened in their, in their day. Uh, maybe they're dealing with their kids or something, you know, everybody's going through something. So you have to understand that everybody's uh, has their own life. And uh, also, you know, who, who you're accountable to, you're to the most high. So that's pretty much the most important aspect of, uh, controlling your your emotions and uh, just being level-headed. Sounds good. And you're right. Um, level-headedness. Um, we we can't. And 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 I heard all three of you guys say how you you if if I got this right, you can you can be quick-tempered. But you know, uh, you and you guys are gonna get it as you get a little older. Is you know this. I was always taught pick your battle. Some things that that you need to stand for, you need to stand up and say something now. And then some things are like, you know what? It's it's like the you ever seen two dogs? One was little and one was big, and the big one shows up, and the little one starts yap, 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 and the big one just looks over there, and he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then he looks the other way. <laughs> it's because you, I'm picking my battle now. If another big dog comes and I got to fight, then I'll fight him. But you. Just do your, you know, do your thing. Go ahead and yak. Those words don't ever hurt me. Words can't change the way I feel or act unless I let them. So if you're over there talking, that's one thing. Just keep talking. But you're, you're, you're not the fight right now. But there's something, there's a bigger challenge that I got to face. And I'm focusing on that. So, man, we were talking about it earlier. You might be dealing with sickness in your family. You might be dealing with a loved one struggling with something. It might be you. And then somebody comes along and says, man, you want to go to the club? You this, you that. And they say, that's not my fight. You know, you think, you feel free to think what you want. That's not a fight that I intend to engage in right now because I got bigger things to do and I got bigger challenges. So, you know, God is leading me this way. I'm not dealing with that. So if you're right, um, accountability and self-respect go a long way. But with that in mind, you guys understand the, the racial climate in our country, and I don't know if you've experienced any of it uh, on campus or maybe maybe marches or protests or maybe where you guys are working. But let me ask you this. From your point of view and your experiences thus far, what do you think we could do to ease some of the tensions about our racial climate? I'm going to say um, to that, getting on common ground is so easy um, per race, you know, especially in this in this day and age with all this stuff going on to confide in one of the people we see that look like us. And we'll we'll sit around each other as black folk, OK, and we'll com- not even complain, but talk about the issues. But we'll mm-hmm. forget to include the people who we have the issue with. And I find mm. that it's easier to talk with the person on the issue, one, when they're in the room. That way you can get all of it, you know, kind of squared away and stuff like that. So really one, getting on common ground with people. And when I say common ground, it's not, okay, hey, you're white, I'm black. Let's sit down, let's talk about this. No, it's, hey, what, what do you like to do? You know, start going back to that love piece. Okay, yeah, right. there's this underlying issue. We can talk about that at some point. But if you come off and you're just trying to, you know, get to the, the nitty gritty, that could be like, oh, okay, I don't really want to talk to you. You know, and for us as believers, we have to remember in the body of Christ trying to deal with this issue, who we stand for and who we represent first and foremost. And so, yeah, just getting on common ground with people and understanding that people will be people. And even with the issue, then getting to the uh, the issue, addressing the truth, you know, and explaining your perspective. and But then on that same instance, hearing another perspective as well, and then getting on that same page. I like that. And, and very, very uh, poignant this day and age is not just talking about the climate, but getting to know the person, getting to invest in time. I mean, because time is an investment as well. You guys sitting here talking to me, you could be doing something that could make you some money. So I appreciate what you're doing because your time is an investment. And getting to know a person is an even bigger investment. Yeah, you give a little of your time, but look at what you get back. You start to know and understand an individual. And to your point, Christopher, as believers, that's the biggest takeaway from this. As we're not just young and one old black men, but we're believers. And that's inclusive of everybody of every race that's a believer. 
So we're not just speaking. We're speaking for some black men. I wanted you fellas to have a voice. But we're talking to everybody who's a believer. How about you, Tyreek? What are your thoughts? Well, what do you think we can do to ease the tension, the racial tensions in our country? Well, let's just let's just let's stick with home. What do you think we could do to ease racial tensions right here in in North Carolina, in in High Point, Greensboro, Turnersville? I'm trying to come up with something else because Christopher literally said what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just say it again. <laughs> um, but it really does go back to that conversation piece of um, and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because hmm. um, I can easily say, oh, from my experience, I know that this, this, that, the third, um, but I'm only one point of view. And so... Hmm. It's, it's important to realize that there's always there's always two sides to a coin. Um, so there's always a different point of view. And you got to realize not everyone was raised like me. Like um, true. I, I raised with a mom. I was raised by a mom and a grandmother who didn't play. But some folks, they don't even know the definition of don't play. Um, and so just realizing that there's going to be difference. There's diversity. Um which is a great thing knowing that we live in such a diverse nation, but from there diversity is just the first step. We got to know inclusion, loving kind of the love your neighbor kind of mindset and mentality where we're getting to know our, the people around us and we're learning how we can better communicate with each other. And it really just start, it starts with a conversation and just learning to be uncomfortable um, in certain things. And that's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes because uh, the the pruning is how, like it says in the Bible, pruning is how growth takes place. Right. And so you just got to just be ready to learn some new things and be ready to reflect on yourself so you can grow as a person. Absolutely. Well said, Tyreek, because you're right, is um, we've, we've got to look at each other and understand. And I love what you said about perspective. Because it's easy for us to say, it's easy for me to sit down with the three of you and try to make you see my perspective, but not understanding in my mind that there are three different perspectives in front of me because you guys didn't grow up the same way I did. You didn't grow up in the same environment, even in the same generation. And I understood that when I was trying to share uh, messages with you all in, in our team classes. And so um, I tried to be a little more relative and try to understand where you were coming from, but try to phrase things and put things in the messages that will help you see where I was coming from. And there's a, there's a, there's a bridge. We can bridge that gap. There, there's, there's a gap in, in, and it's not, it's just the generational gap because yeah. things change. Um, the traditions change and culture changes some between generations. And I think if we can continue to bridge that gap, and, and then we can understand you and you can understand us. How about you, Mr. Powell? Um, what do you think we can do to ease the tensions, the racial tensions, in right, just right here in our community? Um, I feel like we have to try and understand uh, the other half, you know, understand like the racist people because they grew up being racist. You know, it's about learning to be the bigger person instead of like, it's, it's like, it's okay to be upset about what they're doing and it, it makes sense, but you have to understand that they were raised like that. Mm. Uh, you don't know the experiences they've had, not to say that racism is right, but it all goes back to love the bigger person. Because uh, if you, uh, if you're a God fearing person, you're different. You have to be that better person and not someone who just goes tit for tat. You have to be understanding because that's ultimately how you become a witness. I always go back to being a witness, but that's how you do it, just being understanding and loving. Very good. And you're right. Um, and back to what all three of you have said at one time or another, uh, the three important words out of this conversation is as a believer, because we're held to a very different standard than just the average. And I, and I say average, I, I don't mean uh, class or, or anything like that, but I'll say this, we're held to a higher standard as a person who doesn't share our faith, 
we're held to a higher standard to a person who doesn't want to b- abide by the principles that, that we have. So, yeah, a- as a believer, we, we, there's more expected out of us by God first and then by the world because they're the first ones to tell you, oh, you're supposed to be a Christian, but you're doing this. So, yeah, we, we and that goes back to the accountability. And then we talk about the love. There's just so much in everything that you guys said today that, that falls into what makes us believers and how we should respond to certain things. Um, I was something I was going to ask you guys. Um, I'm, and our time is about up, so I'm going to get to this real quick. Let me ask you this. Um, if there's a resource, do you guys know of any resources that would help um, maybe somebody that's still in college or somebody that is a teacher or supply chain manager or a college student like yourself, is there any, what, do you know of any resources that they could use to help them, like you said, with um, staying on track with, with what God has for them? Uh, I would say a good place to start is finding a good daily devotional. Um, yeah. Every morning I try to listen to the Our Daily Bread, um, and they have an app, they have actual paper booklets that you can read out of. Um, and I just like to listen to those because they tell really cool stories. Um, and then they just related to a scripture for the day. Um, and so I like to start my mornings off with that. And so I would say, even if it's not the Our Daily Bread scriptures, um, find some devotion that works for you. And it's just uh, something small that you can use to just uh, start your day off right. Sounds good. And to, to add to, to what Tyreek is saying, um, our daily bread is a good one. That he actually just helped me because I'm like, oh, wait, there's another thing. But I was thinking of the Bible app, um, version. You can okay. download that um, on yep. your smartphone anytime. That's another great way to do some devotionals. They send the verse of the day. Um, and I definitely believe God is so intentional. He can work through technology too. So I found myself in moments where I needed that verse of the day. I needed that notification. If I put it my phone, because that, that really just helped me. Um, but yeah, you can do devotionals in there. You can do them with others, you know, even though we're in this climate, yeah. you know, being at home and stuff, you can do them together. Um, you can call, chat about it, spark up some conversations. Um, the, the entire Bible is also on here. It has it in different translations as well. You don't have to read it. You can click play and the guy will read it or the girl, will, I think it's a guy. But they're in different like voices and stuff. I do New Living Translation specifically, but yeah. it's so beneficial, you know, and in, in your studying and however you want to go about it. But um, there's a lot of different topics. You know, we're talking about young Christian men. There's a ton of different devotionals for men specifically. Um, yeah, and just and even in college, I know I did some switch specifically is like the, the the company name, but they have a ton of different ones for college students and stuff like that. So, I see, yeah, we use that in the teen classes. Yeah. OK, see, exactly. Um, and, and there's that. But I'll say, I guess one hack or trick or tip as well in general. I know social media. One thing I had to do specifically uh, with Instagram is clean my timeline. So <laughs> I had to mute some people, block some people, um, wow. and surround surround my timeline with some wholesome content, really pointing me to Jesus at the end of the day. So okay. I follow um, different uh, pastors, celebrities, um, well, yeah, celebrities in the body specifically that point yeah. me to Jesus in some way, shape, or form. And then all my close friends in my community and stuff like that. But because I know it's just as easy it is to, to look at something and get God's word. It's very easy as well to, to scroll on Instagram and stuff and get something that you don't need. So, um, yeah, to that. Hey, good points, man. How about you, Mr. Powell? Uh, can you think of any valuable resources that would help a, a college student or young person, man, woman, female, whatever, <laughs> that'll help them on their walk with Christ while they're in school or while they're at work? Um, first off, you know, just reading the Bible, but then I'm thinking, uh, as a resource you could use yourself, just after you read, you know, devotion, the Bible, then just becoming mindful, uh, and meditating by yourself, just thinking about, you know, what you've read and how you can apply it to, you know, your day-to-day life or the situations that you're going through or the situations that you are going to go through, you know, whether you're getting a new job or you're starting a new semester. So, just using yourself, your own mind, your own mindfulness, um, then, you know, you can use it anywhere, you know, whether you're in a situation where somebody's being disrespectful or you're in a situation where you need to spread love. 
Sounds good, fellas. Sounds good. Well, I'm out on, I'm out of time. So here's what I'd like to do is I would like each of you to like always like to end on a high note. I'd like for each of you to just share a, a praise report or a testimony of something good that God has done for you in your independent state as as young adult men now. You, you're out there, you say, uh, I know God has done something good for you. Just share one thing with us. Mr. Wallace, you look like you about to did you can't you look like you can't hold it in, man. Go ahead I'm laughing. I know I'm laughing because <laughs> to this, like as much as God has done, I'm trying to find one thing. So you may have to give me just a few more seconds. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Take yeah, your give, time. Give me a few more seconds. <laughs> well, what about you, Tyree? Uh okay. Uh one thing I would say is uh I just got out of a financial freedom class here at the church. All right. Um, we did it virtually. Yeah, I was I was like, you know, um, I'm trying to become more financially stable. Let me sign up for this class and take this class. And so I just got out of that not so long ago. So my finances, I've been really stepping my game up. Um, and I was able to finish paying off the rest of my student loans. So wow. Death Praise free. God. Hey, man, that's that's an excellent testimony. And these uh, testimonies give people hope. And they'll be asking you about their financial freedom class, too. I'm ready. They can come talk to me. <laughs> Shameless pull up. <laughs> you ready, Mr. Wallace? <laughs> Honestly, no. We'll pass it to Jeremiah. I'm going to go last. I'm going to go last. <laughs> um, How about you, Jeremiah? Well, um, I would like to say just becoming a more loving person, you know, uh, with uh, just mindfulness and, you know, meditation on the word and uh, specifically those verses about loving your neighbor and um, loving everybody and just becoming because that's very important because that opens a lot, uh, a lot of doors, uh, whether it's financially or, you know, what your career is going to be just to be a witness. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's my my uh, praise report. Well, we we celebrate that with you, man, because the world can never have too much love, and especially from a, a young Christian black man who's who's bound to make a difference. And and that's the, and you're right, love is going to be the key that opens the door. And the further you go, and the more you grow in love, the more you're going to be able to spread it. Because there's something that I was taught: you can't give people what you don't have. So you can't love folks if you don't love yourself. You got to have it in order to get it. All right. Yeah. Hey, man, it's down to you. <laughs> okay. On, I'm ready now. I got it now. I got it. Okay. Um. So, so okay. So January this year to now, I've seen so much growth in myself. I know Jeremiah is a girl. But, yes, growth for me, uh, I think for me, health was so important to get, get intact and continue to add on to. So, like, for me, Walking, I know I mentioned that in the beginning, but being consistent enough to go take a walk, exercise, do something, Good, man. you know, every single day and, and just be a lot more conscious of what I'm taking in internally. So eating and stuff like that. But also, even now, we t I know Pastor Thomas talks about the eye gates and stuff like that. And what you right. hear is listening to watching wholesome content. If it's something that I don't need to watch, we need to flip the channel or turn the TV off or right. get off of social media, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think in that, and then just having this time aside, cause we have so much time right now. I know I specifically do, um, as I'm looking for that career. So being intentional about taking this time and not taking it for granted and just continuing to grow closer to God each and every single day. That is, that's, that's my success story at the moment. Definitely. Well, well gentlemen, it, we can't measure anybody's success by somebody else. So if it works for you, if that's a praise report for you, then I celebrate it because you know you. And Jeremiah and, and Christopher, you guys talked about the having the love and growing in that. And hey, if that's what you know you needed and God did it, then we celebrate that. And I know we all have something that, that we can be joyous about that God has done. So gentlemen, thank you for your time. I appreciate you sitting down with me and doing this interview. Uh, this is it. Uh, my time is up. This is for all my brothers where I spoke to my sons in the gospel, Tyreek Evans, Christopher Wallace, and Jeremiah Powell. Proud to call these young men my sons. I know their parents really well. Um, they're great people, and I expected nothing less from their offspring. 
These guys are terrific. If you see them in your community, pat them on the back, put a dollar in their hand, and tell them God bless you, okay? <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Always good to talk to you. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get a chance to do this again. Thank you. Right. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Thank you again for listening today. If you have a question or comment, write to us at ktwm96 at yahoo.com. That's ktwm96 at yahoo.com. And please click the subscribe button to be notified of our new podcast episodes. You can also like, comment, and share on the Knowing the Way Ministries Facebook and Instagram pages. We would love to hear from you. So my friends, until next time, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he grant you favor and give you peace in Jesus' name. And remember this, you are.